Hey, wait. Back in Boston? Back when I was bitten? I wasn't alone. My best friend was there. And she got bit too. We didn't know what to do. So... She says... Let's just wait it out. You know, we can be all poetic and just lose our minds together. I'm still waiting for my turn. Ellie. Her name was Riley, and she was the first to die. And then it was Tess. And then Sam. None of that is on you. You don't understand. I struggled for a long time with surviving. And you... No matter what, you keep finding something to fight for. Now, I know that's not what you want to hear right now. Swear to me. Swear to me that everything that you've said about the Fireflies is true. I swear. Welcome to the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. This is a bonus episode in which we talk all about HBO's The Last of Us. Bonus. <laughs> Sorry. But who are we and whose voice was that? Well, I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Bella Ramsey to my Pedro Pascal, John. John, we did it. We got through nine episodes and I believe, as you said last week, you only experience it once. Yeah. <laughs> we got That's to a see sad thing. all of HBO's The Last of Us. Yeah. Well, um, swear to me, Nick. Swear, <laughs> swear to me that everything... No. Um, yeah, we did it, man. We, uh, you know, I, I can't remember being so excited for a show, and to be at the tail end of it is both incredible because it was well worth it and sad because it's over, but... Luckily for me, the greatest show in television history is still going on, and that's Attack on Titan. So we could talk about that if you'd rather. <laughs> no, we can talk about no. Attack on Titan if you no, want. No, as you heard in the beginning, it's only one show we're focusing on right Attack now. Attack on Titan. <laughs> okay. So this is how this episode's going to work. It doesn't fit the normal format of our show, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about episode nine, get our thoughts and impressions. Then we're going to talk about the show as a whole. So if you have not done either of those things, there will be spoilers throughout for those. And then we are going to theorize about where the show goes from here, as it has already been renewed for a second season. We know it's coming, uh, so we'll have a quick discussion on that. So let's get started on episode nine. John, what was the title of this episode? <laughs> um, look for the light. Look, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Was I right? That was a total guess. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, but I need some verification. But I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that was it. I was gonna say when we are in need, and obviously that was last week's. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was called "Look for the Light." So um, yeah, we we got to the end of it, and uh, 
you know, got a, got back to the cold openings, Nick. And uh, who did we get to see in the cold opening? Who do we get to get to you know be refamiliarize ourselves with? Yeah, well, if you're not familiar with her face, you're definitely familiar with when she starts talking. Because despite the other voice actors from the game that have made an appearance on this show, who definitely sound like different people when they use their normal voice, uh, Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie in the video game version of The Last of Us, that's her voice. <laughs> uh-huh. That is Ellie. That's my girl Ellie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, and it was look for the light. Just, it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we get to uh, we get to see her. Um, we get to see her running through the woods, pregnant. Uh, this is a big change from the game. We have never met this character before. Uh, the only uh, real real thing we have is a note in the backpack of Ellie. When you play as her in the game, uh, is this is that's the only way you know this character even exists. And the switchblade, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if like you. I don't know if you know in the game that that's from her mom, but like it is a yeah. tie to her. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, so we get to see her running from an infected. Uh, we get to see her uh, basically get in a, a scuffle with an infected. And during this, we get two revelations. One, she had her baby yep. <laughs> during this scuffle on the ground. She pooped that baby out. <laughs> yeah, it, not, it feared her into childbirth. Mm. And then two is she was bit. Um, and here we get kind of lore that was never explained in the game at all uh, is how Ellie is immune and she's immune because because of this because she was tied by the umbilical cord to her mom while her mom got bit so somehow she is able to resist the infection because I believe they think it's she's already infected. It was yeah. Well, get I, later. I don't know if it was this episode or previously, but they do say something along the lines of the cordyceps virus. Like when it goes into Ellie, it views her already as a cordyceps, so it yeah. doesn't look to spread there. So yeah. like there's some yeah. It's you know they cut the, she cut the cord at the exact right time, or it's you know a combination of pure luck and this special circumstance. But yeah, it was it was nice to see um, a little bit of context there. I'm I'm and I'm kind of pleased personally how they did it where they they show this is this is pro- this is the reason right but we're not going to explain it we're not going to get overly complex with it this is like this is just kind of how it happened and you know so it, it she really is this special um because you know whether even the fireflies like if if uh, marlene took that back to the fireflies and say hey guys we figured out the cure this girl's this girl is immune and like let's try and replicate that well it might work or you might just kill some moms and babies like you don't know <laughs> yeah. um so it was kind of it was kind of cool to to see that but um i did hear from some some people nick that like you know they kind of thought that the in, this intro was like unnecessary or uh, a little bit of filler did you get that vibe or what, how did you like you know when you were watching what did what was the vibe you, you, you got <laughs> Um, as we said on this show, Ashley Johnson is a treasure. So um, <laughs> she can do no wrong. So I, I'm really jaded in that fact that you know, again, I'm so happy to see these characters, who these actors who we love in video games, kind of get this national attention. Like millions and millions and millions of people now know Ashley Johnson. Like that's great. And it's so weird to me that there's millions and millions of people who look at the character Ellie and go, "Yeah, no, Bella, that's that's Ellie." It's like they don't, this Ashley. Who's this Ashley person? Like, right, right. It's just funny, it's just funny to me. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, and I, it's a lot like, you know, a lot of things they just don't need to explain. Like uh, the famous one is like how Jedis use the Force, right? <laughs> and they have to, they go and explain it's midichlorians and, you know, and people kind of said that's kind of unnecessary to really go in depth. And and it is kind of unnecessary too. Like it's it was not needed. It doesn't really change or add anything. Um, I think it adds a little bit. Like, and that's what I kind of, you know, it, it adds a little bit of texture, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I guess, it, I guess, it, it, yeah, like, as you mentioned, I think it just shows that this was not like a, she just wasn't born with it out of nowhere. For sure. Um, I just, I kind of, you know, I view it like, you know, like the cold opening from, I believe it was episode two, where we got the, the doctor in Indonesia, right? It's like, that wasn't necessary. Right. But it was cool. And it, right. and it gives a little bit of context and doesn't overtly explain how it, but like it got into the flower and we, we tied the pieces here. And I, I just, I kind of, I like that, that way of storytelling. So sure. I, I did, you know. Sure. Um, but uh, there is a part of this that I did like because it kind of tied, kind of cohesive the whole episode, mm-hmm. like tied into like, like a common theme. Um, because just continuing on, uh, Marlene uh, eventually shows up with some uh, fireflies to find the situation where uh, Anna, right? Anna mm-hmm. is uh, singing to her daughter. Uh, Ellie with a knife to her to her yeah. neck. So if she was the chain, she was going to kill herself. That that moment right there is such a microcosm of the Last of Us world, where it's just like <laughs> I've had the, I've had I just had a child. This is the most beautiful moment of my life, but I have to hold a knife to my neck because if I turn, right? Uh, yeah, I don't want to attack my baby. It's right. just like fuck. Which is a tie to kind of what was discussed in Left Behind. The, the episode Left Behind is like, you know, you don't know how much time you have left. You know, just cherish the moment. That she's gonna have with her with her baby before she turns and then kills herself, yep. you know. So that's just again a common theme of, you know, just you know get as much time as you can with her. But uh, uh, when Marlene comes in, uh, you know, she tries to explain to her that she cut the umbilical cord before she was bit. Before, yeah. <laughs> but as we know, she didn't. So right. she's lying. So. And as we'll get into the overall theme of the episode, is these there is quite a bit of lying going on. <laughs> Parents lie to protect their children. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, so I thought that that just that just moment alone was like, yeah, this is this is how this goes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just again leading up to the powerful finale. Um, yeah. Was there anything else you gleaned from this opening section? No, I think it was just to introduce Ellie's mom. You know, I, I loved. I love the dialogue that Ellie's mom had for her while she was like, you know, just had her baby and like, oh, you're so tough, like that kind yeah. of stuff. It's just, yeah. I don't know if I'm, I, you know, it's hard because I do feel like I hear like that kind of line delivered by Ashley Johnson and I turn into a fanboy. It doesn't matter what comes out of her mouth. I, just, I will, yeah. I will eat it up. So it's, sometimes it's hard to like, was that really good or do I just want Ashley Johnson to be my wife? I don't know. But um, yeah, no, no, I don't think there was any much more there. Um, but then it just cut right to Ellie, right? Ellie and Joel yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, after we got, you know, the uh, the backstory there, we cut to Ellie, obviously, who's um, still reeling from the trauma of last episode and, um, you know, and, and just obviously is disassociated, went through some PTSD. Um, but, you know, it's in, this, it's in this moment where Joel goes full dad and he's really trying his hardest to just... Hey, remember, like, you know, we like Chef Boyardee. You hear some Chef Boyardee? Like, <laughs> hey, do you remember, like, we can walk five miles? It's no problem. Like, all these little callbacks to just kind of, like, little simple moments to try and bring her out of the little funk that she's in. Um, which, you know, I, I, I wish... 
maybe I don't wish you were a dad, Nick, but I, I would I, I would like to talk to another parent, like kind of about this show too, because like there is just so many little things that. And my oldest son's only six, so I haven't really had to have like hard conversations with him. It's more like brush your fucking teeth, dude, you know, or or you know, make sure you change your underwear. It's not, hey, you just got sexually assaulted. Like, are you good? So, um, you know, it was a little heartbreaking to kind of see that. You know, he's trying to break through, yeah. and she's just not responding to anything. And um, so, yeah, I mean, Craig Mazin himself too. You know, the the writer of the show, he's. Um, said many times, you know, he is a fa- he is a father of um, girls. I think he has two of them, and so he's you know he's kind of familiar with like these some of these finer, more intimate moments that you experience with your kids, and um, just very believable writing, very believable performances by both people, mm-hmm. um, and it led to you know one of the most memorable moments in the game to get her out of that funk, which. Which I know we have a couple thoughts on. <laughs> yeah, couple we get we get uh, we get drafts. Which again, I asked John if he thought that would be in this episode last in our normal uh, podcast episode, and uh, he was he was right. You, both you, right. you underhanded a beach ball to me with that question. Yeah, <laughs> of course there's going to be giraffes. Of course, yes, it's it's a great great scene and. Uh, only thrown off by the fact that they were in front of a blue screen. I think that yeah. that just that just really th- was the worst part of it. Yeah, uh, Nick and I both when we saw each other next was so. Did you know? Did the giraffe look weird to? Yeah, it looked weird to me too. And was it a fake giraffe? I'm not sure. Was it a, what what was going on? And yeah, real giraffe, right? But yeah. but nothing behind it. And yeah, you just had this weird outline to the giraffe that just did, just didn't seem right which I would kind of not expect from an HBO show right. with a budget of this size right and, and that same it followed them to one um, Ali was giving the, the famous line you know the all I don't it can't want be to, for nothing yeah it can't be for nothing and the same thing I'm just like the, the background is taking me out of it you yeah. know like I'm just, I'm just I know it's fake you know especially considering too I believe the entire mall when they lit up the lights in the Left Behind episode yeah. I think that was also all CG it's just yeah. it was the implementation of something real in front of it and I think like just maybe the, the distance of the camera to the draft to the green screen just threw it off yeah. but yeah. either way nitpicky stuff like yeah. it still didn't lessen the impact because yeah. you know that led to again as Nick just mentioned you know that that beautiful moment between Joel and Ellie um, of you know Joel's hey we don't have to do this like I I think we can be pretty happy together we can just leave all this behind we can go live with Tommy we can go on my sheep you know we can go just be Um, yeah which which leads to Bella beautifully performing the whole it can't be for nothing and I think they added that extra line in there too which was very very good writing um, something along the lines of, you know, I'll follow you anywhere to the sheep, sheep ranch or to the moon or, you know, right. just trying to trying her hardest to make grown men cry. Um, <laughs> she didn't get me in this moment, though. So I, I did. I did make it through there. But yeah, yeah, that was the uh, uh, that was one of the few changes. And then this led into another change where Joel explained how he got the scar. Yeah. Uh, which which he explains that right after, you know, the pandemic started, the apocalypse started and he lost Sarah that he he tried to take his own life he was the one who shot at himself and missed um, some dark dark stuff um, it is dark but you know yeah you, the world just ended your daughter just died yeah it makes sense but yeah. what I love about it is how smart Neil and Craig are with the things that they add right because even in the game there's a line I don't know where you are in the game where you're basically going through and you see somebody who's committed suicide and I think it's Ellie that says like, oh, they took the easy way out. And Joel says, 
uh, that ain't the e-, like something like, like that's yeah. not the easy or it's not as easy as you think something like that right. so it's like oh shit like maybe even in the game maybe in Neil when he was formulating this character like thought that Joel would have committed suicide and like rope it into the show and have it make sense they're very very good at inserting the things and the things that they do insert being um, thoughtful and worthwhile yeah I, and it's believable right this is this is not the Joel we know now this is Joel immediately after losing Sarah mm-hmm. the world is falling apart around you yep. Like, who wouldn't have that thought? You know, right. like, that's a very real thing to be thinking about in them. Yeah, he didn't have a that wife time. that he needed to, like, you know, he was, he had, oh, after Sarah, he just had Tommy. That's it. Right, right. That's so it. I don't, even, even if you remove that he admitted to this, you know, it, you could really accept it in your own headcanon that that was something he might have considered. Yeah. You know, because again, he's not the Joel that we know now, the badass Joel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it doesn't take long after this for them to get flashbanged. Um, also, I guess we should say that Joel only brought up the uh, the pun book. Yeah, yeah so, you, you know, know what I could go for? Shitty puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, we're seeing the turn is in full swing here. You know, the the, the, the father daughter relationship is on full swing, mm-hmm. which I think is very good. You definitely should get that out before what we see next (laughs) yeah Um, because we do get joel waking up the revelation that um that ellie is in surgery and that she won't survive the surgery it is a great scene played between marlene and joel uh one because you see how heartless marlene is and why she was probably a good leader of the fireflies uh, because it, it ain't nothing to her, even though she she knew this child from birth. Yeah. Uh, not that she raised her or anything. She gave that responsibility to Fedra, but uh, but it is still the child of her supposed best friend. Yeah. You know, from mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. And and then seeing Marlene. Just so you know, Nick, I'll kill your kid if I need to save the world. Just so <laughs> okay. you just so okay. you know, is that okay? Thanks. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> and then seeing Marlene not understanding the impact. Because obviously, if she did, she would things would have gone much different. Uh, yeah. That the impact that you know bringing uh, Ellie all the way to Salt Lake City from Boston has had on Joel, because his reaction is not good. <laughs> right? Yeah, because the Joel very that, upset. The Joel that Marlene left in Boston was, I don't want this fucking girl. Right. I don't want to do this. Right. Like, but I'll do it because I, you know, because I need to, and I need to go find my brother. So whatever. She, you know, she she didn't think that they would have latched onto each other the way they did and that's kind of obvious with the fact that Marlene thinks two dudes is going to be able to walk Joel out of the hospital <laughs> like if she you know because I, I have seen that as well it's like well if, why didn't Marlene like knew he was going to freak out it's like she really didn't in that moment or at least to the point where Joel would just ruthlessly murder everybody because right. as as we as we know you know, this is the part where Joel goes full John Rambo and decides he's got to go save Ellie, <laughs> and he just methodically—I don't know—he kills how many people? Probably. It's 10 probably to the most similar scene to the game since Episode Five. Yeah. Oh, uh, as yeah. far as gameplay, like you, this, this, you could see this as a a section where you would play through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was dark, like, and that's something that the show the show is really. Um, you know, landed for me is as dark as the game is, and like you know, famously, 
Joel falling through the rebar or the David sequence and all that stuff, it hits hard, but just something about seeing just the real people and the real impact and actually seeing Joel flip over, or Pedro, flip open a switchblade and just kill a guy who's already down and shoot a dude through a, a glass window that he can't see the guy. So, you know, he just doesn't care anymore. He just, he switched off all emotions and he is, he is full military, man. I don't know, man. Like it's, cause it's wild when you watch him go through this hospital, it's like, you know, you wouldn't think Joel had it in him, but you can, he's calm, he's collected. He's, he's just, he's fucking John Wick in this scene, man. Like right. he doesn't miss shots. Well, because I, he's so focused. as we talked about last week, you know, if we when we were playing the game at this moment, we have done this so many times. Yeah. Like we have killed so many guys, yeah. but you know, how many people has he killed in the the show up to this point is very few. You know, less than ten. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think when I played so the game, I this, I, it lands more. It's it's definitely more shocking. I'm sure the viewers were extremely shocked. Yeah. You never seen Kylie it was a little taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, cuz that's a good point cuz I do remember like getting to that that point of the game and going, "Oh, sick an M4. Sweet." And I go <laughs> and, like and I'm just mowing people down cuz like, "Oh, I got a new gun. This is great." Not right. like, "Oh, I'm murdering all the good guys." Right. <laughs> like so um yeah, I mean, we get a very dark scene excellently scored by Gustavo Santolala. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very good music there. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, I believe Craig and Craig and Neil explained it as like they looked for the saddest music they could find that he wrote, and it fit that scene perfectly. And it's actually the music that plays as Joel is carrying Ellie out of after he saves her off the operating table. So they just decided to use it for the whole scene, and it plays really well. Um, very disturbing though. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if you're if you've <laughs> if you've made it this far in the show, man, I mean, you know. You're at the finish line, so right. <laughs> not, not much more brutality you got to get through. But this was a this was a tough one. Yeah, and uh, things pretty much from here on to the end are just one to one with the with the video game. So if you've played the game, I, we really don't even need to recap it. No. Um, you just come after her. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still so dark, and the whole scene is so dark. And I again. We'll probably get into this later as we talk about season two, but I, it's all intentional. Like it, it's the lay down the fact that Joel is a very bad person. Yeah. As uh, Maria, Tommy's wife, hinted at to Ellie, yeah. uh, is that he is not a good man and he is capable of very dark and evil shit, as we've seen mm-hmm. up to this point of killing, killing the doctor. Not even. Two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's alive for, and then he was yeah, a just, just you know executing Marlene. Like that's 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 yeah. some dark stuff. So yeah, I, I want to ask you a question because I they they asked it on the podcast again. Just propping out the HBO podcast alongside of this is so so nine is amazing. It's very good. They got <laughs> Ashley Johnson in. Um, so you know, definitely go check that out if you were into the show. But uh, they asked a question towards the end of that podcast on Ellie. Ellie and Joel's final conversation where, where you know, he says, swear to me that everything you said about the Fireflies is true, I swear. And the okay that Ellie gives Joel, you know, what does that okay mean? <laughs> what does that, what is, because, you know, they all had kind of different interpretations. And what, what do you, what does the okay delivery from Ellie mean to you? Like, what do you think she's thinking in that moment? That she gave him an out because she knows he's lying and, and he didn't take it. He's going to double down on the lie. So the their relationship. their relationship will be forever changed. There's no the, the trust, uh, what she thought of him up until this point, which was you know the world, yeah, you know her hero. Um, 
Uh, it, it's like it's glass. It's shattered now. Yeah, and it's yeah because Ellie. I agree. First off, um, Ellie is so smart, you know. And, and in fact, they they make a point to say that many times in the show. And I'm maybe just I, I think I just had this thought right now. It's like Joel is really the only adult, and I I think he does know she's smart. But maybe he doesn't understand how smart she is because he's so emotionally attached to her. He's just always protecting and saving that, like, yeah, she's like he should know that she sees right through that. Like yeah. in the moment, in the situation, the lie you've you've thought of, like, oh yeah, the, the raiders came, everybody died, uh, <laughs> we got out, um, yeah, but everything's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Like Ellie knows, so right. yeah, I, I I do agree with that. And, but um, Ellie's also his kryptonite, like. Joel, sure. Joel is not the same sound mind when it comes to her in any regard. So I think that's why, like, he's not even, you know, he's he's probably praying that the lie just passes and then they can continue. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he took a he took a gamble. To pay off. <laughs> Do you think if he said no in that moment that they could have gotten past that and re, and like gotten to the point where like okay, we can. Have yeah, the relationship that we both want. Yeah, I I think that's what fucking that, that, idiot. What that moment was, it was his out. If he had come clean about what had happened, she would have. She might have been. Wild. Yeah, she might have been mad for like a month. But yeah, I think like like any person, you know, you don't maybe you don't like the truth that you're giving me, but you're happy that that you got the honest. Opinion. And it would have been a thing where she goes, "Fuck you, it's my decision," and then she goes away and she goes, "Oh, he loves me." Oh. Right. Okay. Um, fuck you, Joel. But I love you too. Fuck you, and like, and then it's just gonna soften. The, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Heartbreaking when you think about it that way, because like, <laughs> you just in that moment, bud. <laughs> um. So let's just we'll wrap up our thoughts on episode nine. Yep. Um. I remember when after I first had watched it, I thought it was paced pretty fast. I th- I thought I don't remember the exact runtime, but it was pretty short. Forty-one minutes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it went. It was like there and gone. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of a bummed because my prediction mm-hmm. about Abby was not true. When will you learn, Nick? At, well, technically it was true because the voice actress who played Abby, <laughs> Laura oh. Bailey, oh. is in the episode. She makes a cameo as one of the nurses. Okay. So on a technicality, Abby's in the episode. All right. Just. Uh, Technicality, but, huh? But that's not obviously that's not what I meant. I didn't mean that at all. Yeah, so no, of course, um, I actually meant that that they would show um, show Abby in some some vein or some kind of tease that about the second season. But I also respect them for just sticking to the source material because the source material is so good at this point. Yeah, you've been watching the episode, too much Marvel. <laughs> too, too many after credit scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, I think you know I I like them to build, but yeah. again. We'll talk about how season two goes in a bit, sure, but sure, uh, sure. but yeah, I thought it was paced a little too quickly. Even even in the game, I believe there's a scene with the doc with the doctor and Joel and uh, Marlene all in the same room talking about it um, with X-rays of the cordyceps and all that. Um, so yeah, but no, I mean this is perfect television. You know, the it's nice to see. Everyone in the was Joel Wright discussion again, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, what a what a great episode of television. What a what a way to end it. Yep, yep. <laughs> I um, I agree, and we can move right. In, I think into overall thoughts as well, because my thoughts on the episode are about basically the same of the show. <laughs> it's all it's all amazing, but it's it feels very good to get to the end of a product like this, you know, and and so associated with video games, and to get the reception on the other end of the spectrum is is very feels very good for somebody who is 
takes both of these things very seriously. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very happy for Bella Ramsey. I'm very happy for Neil Druckmann, Craig Mays, and Pedro Pascal. They all did so, so, so good. Yeah, um, franchise as a whole, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think Last of Us has ever been hotter, so it's just, you know, what what to do now. But, yeah, I guess, I guess sorry, I'm going to start rambling here a little bit, but just overall <laughs> thoughts on the show. Like, I, I think they did a great job representing the game, keeping it... I think they did the perfect job of, like, introducing new things but keeping the major plot points. Like, there's some people I know before the show came out, they're like, well, I don't want it to be a complete retread of the game. Like, that would be a waste of time. Well, I don't want them to change it too much because a lot of the source <laughs> is so good. And, like, I'm sure they that's it, probably the number one and number two concerns that they were thinking about as well when they developed it. And, and I think... Um, I think they absolutely nailed it in that regard. You know, a couple of cold openings that just add extra texture. You know, I, I still think that Doctor Cold opening was was very like that. That cold opening was awesome. I, and so something about the, you know, at that point in the show, we just only have seen episode one. We don't we we know how bad it is, but we don't know how they're going to show that to us. Mm-hmm. And and to get the that scene was was great, but. You know, from everything into the the Bill and Frank episode, one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. Um, you know, to to the the special effects and the action sequences that we saw in, in episode five, some of the greatest action sequences I, th- I feel like I've ever seen. At least, at least so from two, two, yeah, just just the two two clickers. Is yeah, those two. You know, just the process, like the practical effects that were used, and um, again, podcast HBO podcast. You know, it's very informed. Uh, Informative because they're explaining that this was filmed during COVID where there was not a lot of work going on. So basically, if you were one of the top people at what you do in this industry, whether you're top sound guy, top prosthetics guy, top editing person, it doesn't matter. You basically had the ability to just be like, I want to work on HBO's The Last of Us. And if you're the best, they're going to let you on. So they got wet, wet up um, prosthetics, which does Lord of the Rings, you know, all that stuff, which looks great. And, um, just really, really, really showed, man. I um, I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it, <laughs> <laughs> like at all. And, and you well, know, I, I I truly believe that's coming from a place of like anal- analyzation and cri- being critical about it. I, sure, there could have been more clickers. Sure, but like I don't think that I think if people really sit down and think about the medium of the, the story that we're getting presented, and it will make sense if you really think about it. You know. Well, did the show lack tension because there weren't any clickers? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't either at all. But like you know, there might be there. There are people out there. So like, I, I want my action. I want my explosions. And if I don't have that, I, I get a little bit bored. But again, that's the show isn't a zombie show. It's it's a show about these two characters and the the way that their relationship grows and ultimately gets destroyed and right. um, how and love is powerful and horrible at the same time. There's so many more themes and things associated than just zombies. Right, and and the zombie show is never about the zombies. It's what they do to the humans around them. That's the interesting part. Zombies are boring. Like, right. they just walk around and shamble around. Same with, uh, with the clickers, you know. There's a few little flourishes to them compared to the regular zombies, but at the end of the day, they they put the humans in these scenarios where David can exist, uh, Kathleen can exist, uh, these these people that are the real enemy, the real threat, um, and that's yeah. I don't. All right, Nick. Favorite episode. <laughs> All right, for? so yeah, I have five things. Oh, okay. First okay. one is favorite episode. Uh, it is long, long time. Yep. Uh, yep. It is just. 
I the and, and and I think that a lot of that is because I've played the game. I know the story, so the the normal story beats didn't hit as hard. But to be blindsided by a Bill and Frank episode and just just openly crying because it was just so beautiful and and special of just an of episode television, not even just The Last of Us, as you mm-hmm. said. Um, yeah, that that'll just be for sure. Yeah, I yep, same here. I think I think it comes down to episode three or episode five. Those were the two that really stood out for me. And you know, special shout out to eight. I think that had some of the highest tension in the in the entire series. But um, episode three was just kind of on another level. I felt you know, and, and it's it's maybe a little bit unfair because it is this standalone contained story. So it allows you to reach you know, the entire story arc and highs and lows that get associated with that a little bit more than, you know, something that stretched out over the entire season, as you said, that also that we know. But just the casting was perfect, absolutely perfect, and and, and acted to perfection. Um, you know, I felt the... I don't know, it's just... It's just it, you know, we never get a story in this world where it, you do fee- see people that are happy together and succeeding and that that you can win and those two won like they even though they die at the end of that episode they still won Mm -hmm. and um like you said it was just beautiful and and like you know if you want to go out here and you want to tell me that this is woke or that this is whatever it doesn't make sense like you can you can you can stop right there bud like (laughs) it's it doesn't matter who is that we're this story is talking about it's it's the it, perfect love story. Like, it transcends that because it's not forced. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's, that's why. Hundred percent. It's much. It's much more than that. It's just a beautiful love story where the two main uh, people happen to be gay. Yep. That's it. Yep. But it's. I don't it's even beautiful. like love stories. Like, I don't like love stories. <laughs> like, I don't like that shit. But it's, it's it's that fucking good, man. Yeah. All right. So next one, okay. your favorite change. So what they changed from the source material. And I'm going to rule out you cannot say a long, say, long time. You can't say Bill and Frank. Yeah, you can't say Bill and Frank. Okay. If you don't have one, I got one. So I can go no, first. No, go, you go first. I have I, I have I, a couple in my head. but One of the more interesting changes, and because I think it'll affect the games going forward. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> is the fact that the, the cordyceps are connected, yep. that they spread out, and that even... Uh, if you were to step on one, you know, a miles away might infect, call infected to you, which we saw in episode two. Um, that, you know, 100%, if there's The Last of Us Part 3 or The Last of Us Multiplayer, is going to incorporate that. For sure, if there's a, a third game, it will definitely have it. But it might just sink into that multiplayer project, too. I don't know. It mm-hmm. might be too soon in development. But, uh, yeah, that, that that was a cool effect that made just even wandering normal spaces very frightening yeah <laughs> just to think about yeah that was def- I was, I was going to use that as an honorable mention cuz it, it is a little more like on the um you know you don't really you know it doesn't really add anything narratively but it is a very cool um you know just new addition to the to the lore of it all um you know i think for me it's hard to not immediately think of some of the new characters that have been introduced to us you know we got kathleen um you get obviously a lot more david and this might be a cop-out answer but i think it does apply is i love the use of different perspectives that we were able to get with the show and like that's not 
a change per se, but it's also a way to tell the story where it's like, okay, we, we can go see David and, and learn about him more and what it, what it is that makes him tick and what it is that, you know, kind of shows how just horrible of a leader he truly is. And like, you don't get any of that in the game because you have to be with Joel or Ellie. You have to, like, that's, that's part of it. So, well, even when you think about what made last of us part two, so interesting was it forced that on you. Yeah. You know, it was seeing the other side, the other perspective. Um, and the same thing here, but because we're not playing them, it's, yeah, it's much easier to do. It is much easier to weave it into the narrative mm-hmm. as opposed to in a game where it would just be weird to be, you know, Ellie at one point and then, whoa, or is it just seeing cutscenes somewhere else? Yeah. And games do do it, but it, but television is definitely much more effective at it because yeah. we're not following a single person for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, all of that, you know, being able to, to see Kathleen have the conversation with Perry in her bedroom and being able to see David, you know, talk about him as a preacher and that he used to be a teacher, fucking gross, you know, that kind of stuff um, elevated the story uh, to a new level for me, I think. Yeah, for sure. And... Do we have one, but do we have a change we don't like? <laughs> I hate deaf people. <laughs> Sam, why? No, I'm kidding. Please, I'm kidding. Um, a change I don't like. I. Yeah, I think it's very hard, and I'm, I'm probably just going to... Again, this will be a nitpicky one. Mm-hmm. Is pretty much... You're going to say Mortal Kombat, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be up there because I do really like that moment. But no, the one my brain was drawing to was the school, the ish story, the okay. uh, how they kind of just had to gloss over it. You just had to like spend like hard like a ten hard minutes in the thing, and that's all you could get. From yeah, it. because also yeah, that, not only was that a, a, a kind of a creepy story overall that you got to visually see there. Uh, it also had a different type of infected there mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't see at all in this show, which is fine. Again, I, different infected are typically for gameplay reasons. They really don't yeah. add much to the story. But uh, but yeah, yeah, arcade machine <laughs> is number one, and then second one would be the that whole arc of, mm. of the show. Mm. Mm. That's fine if you don't have one. I it's yeah. like like I said, we're we're getting nitpicky on a. Um, on that, so. Nope, the only answers I have are stupid bullshit, I'm going to try and make a joke, but really say something wrong kind of thing, so I'm, not, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Alright, so our next is their favorite cameo. So, this is a person that was in the game uh, that uh, showed up in the show. Uh, there were four. Uh, Laura Bailey's nurse is probably not going to win. She's <laughs> <Just> so good. <laughs> but we, yeah, we have Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and of course I'm totally spacing on uh, Tom uh, Pierce. Jeffrey Jeffrey Pierce. Yeah. Do you um, count Marlene? I mean, not really a cameo. Same actress. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same you're actress, right. but, you know. Sure. Um, sure. Okay. Do you... You know, we just, we just had a long diatribe about how much we love Ashley Johnson, and I love Ashley Johnson, but I'm gonna go with Troy for this one, Troy. Okay. Just because it was cool to be able to see, you know, he, he was he was David's right hand man in this whole episode, so be able to you know see him his face for once in his normal voice and see his acting chops was cool. I don't it didn't blow me away, but I just like how much he was used, and mm-hmm. um, 
And you know, if you if you didn't know Troy Baker, you would not have been like, is that Joel? Like, there's no way you would have done that. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's hard. I love it. Like I saw Ashley Johnson. I just I had a smile on my face. So like that's the true answer. But <laughs> I'm gonna give Don't it a little, worry. Give I'll, it a little I'll bit. I'll say Ashley Johnson because yeah. it's. I'm gonna give a little credit to Troy. And and it's also because she got the most to work with. Where. Uh, Pierce and Baker were kind of just these right-hand mans. It's yep. like, uh, they'd be like, yep, yep, I'm doing this. I got this. I got this for you. You know, they didn't have a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. Where Ashley Johnson, the guy had to put in a whole performance. Like, I'm a, I'm a I'm a pregnant lady. I just had a baby, and I have to kill myself. So I have to convince someone to, to take this baby from me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, you know. And it's Ashley Johnson, so yeah. she's. You, you have the correct answer. So, yeah, she's so. the she's the national treasure. Um, and then finally, our favorite performance of the show. I, I you know I interestingly said you know Pedro Pascal or Bella Ramsey, but we do have Nick Offerman. <laughs> we yeah, have we Murray do. Marlin. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> we just mentioned we're our our favorite episode. Is is it? Can you can you just choose one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> who are you, who are you choosing? It's Bella. Okay. It's Bella. She killed it in every facet. Um, you know, and it's, it is funny because the very first introduction to her where she counts to 10 and ends with fuck you, didn't like her in that moment, man. Like, it was like the very first, like, it was not a strong <laughs> first impression for me. But the more and more you watched her, the more and more you really understood that she understood Ellie. And this it's especially impressive when you consider that she never played the game. You know, that she got all of this based on direction and just probably, you know, putting her own little flavor into it. But, you know, she was funny, charming, silly, endearing. You know, when she smiles and she's feeding that giraffe, you can't help but, like, smile with her. Um, you know, in heartbreaking moments, right? Like, you know, having to go through the things that she did with David. Like, I think about... I think about the the scream or cry that she makes when Henry shoots himself, and I think about the like face and look of terror that she had when David's on top of her, and you know at the end of episode eight, and it's you can feel like you feel raw emotions coming through the screen, and that's a really hard thing to pull off, and um, you know especially for a younger girl, somebody who also had. Uh, her performance under a microscope. People did not like the casting when that oh, came that's out. That's what I was going to bring up. You know, so like the <laughs> fact that, that she pulled all this off, I don't think I saw anybody ever say anything less than she's amazing. Um, so I fully expect an Emmy for her. Um, I don't know if I expect an... I, I expect an Emmy for her and probably for Nick Offerman. That would be the two, um, you know, for guest actor and for leading actress probably. Um, but, you know, special shout out also to Pedro and to Murray Bartlett. Um, they were all... They're all really good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the correct answer. It's, which is is crazy. Like if we did the predictions of these five categories, you know, before, yeah. I don't think you would uh you would put Bella Ramsey as your favorite performance. But I think that's the the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It's like that's why it's like I can't, you know, I can't hate on the choice because people who care about this way more than I do, you know, that they're creative. This is Neil Druckmann's baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Uh, it's why HBO exe- or Sony execs can't offer this property to anybody else is because that's how much he cares about it. So not if you ask the Last of Us Two subreddit. <laughs> it's all Bruce Straley, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, but uh, yeah. So to think that they would they would pick someone who couldn't didn't have the chops for it is just insane. So mm-hmm. you know, and as you know, Ellie becomes more of a central character going forward. Uh, it's great to know that. 
Bella's got it covered. She's got it covered, yeah. man. She is, she had two episodes she carried all by herself with Left yeah. Behind and basically episode eight. So, you know, I fully expect, um, you know, for season two, which I think probably everybody listening to this knows what happens, which, you know, we'll talk about here a little bit, but she'll have to carry that almost that whole season. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have full faith in her. All right. So let's talk about the future of the show. Again, it has been renewed for a season two. John and I have both played the game. So I'm just going to say this right out. If you have not played the game, just stop now or look at the notes. I'll timestamp this one. Um, but uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna spoil it because this is a PlayStation podcast, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. We expect our audience to play the big PlayStation exclusives. Uh, the, you know, Last of Us Part Two is, you know, just about to turn three years old. So, and uh, and it's a very special game for me and John, too, because it came out right when we met. So, That's true. you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you like PlayStation? For- I like, too. Oh, this game is so hard yeah. and rough. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, again, like we said, we assume, you know, or we know the show has been renewed for season two. Probably will be the same nine episodes, maybe 10 episodes. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, Craig and Neil feel is necessary well, one to thing tell I'm- the story as far as they want to go. Um, the Last of Us Part Two is a very, is a much bigger game from every aspect, like any other sequel to any other video game. So mm-hmm. it's a longer story, longer game. You know, we, we, they said they, as much. I believe Neil Druckmann has already said that it, the entire, the second game will not be told in one season. Okay. You know, it's just, he said there's too much in there. There's too much to pack. So, are we good to start spoiling stuff? Yeah, as it pertains to what you think will happen, um, I definitely think episode one will be a recap of episode nine, but from someone else's perspective. Hmm, uh, yeah. And that is Abby, yep. a big critical character to the all of season, or all of the second game. So I think that would be a great cold open to have someone that was around when Joel was going crazy and killing everybody. Did she physically see it? No. no. She didn't. Okay. Um, uh, so Last of Us Part Two. let's get yeah, a little bit. The format of Last of Us Part Two is very disjointed. Um, the beginning of the game, uh, you play as Ellie. And you kind of go through three days. This is also, this is what, five years after the first game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in between each of those days is a flashback to before. Um, That goes through, halfway through that, you take control of another character, Abby. You play her three days leading up to the same day. And then in between, you get her uh, backstory. You know, get a little fill out in there. So it is... A storytelling method that I did not like about the game, which I am sure they will address yeah, in the show. Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't expect every flashback to be a cold open for every episode or something like that. Um, but I do trust Craig and Neil will 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 perfectly weave their way through that. If if they can make it work, then I'm fine. Mm. But if they can't make it work, they kind of space these things out. Um, I'm sure that's mission number one with with that with season two is like how do we how do we break apart our story and put it back together to have one cohesive timeline that just kind of flows. I would imagine that is 
of the utmost importance because, mm-hmm. again, to give a little bit more, like with with the Last of Us Two, right? Revenge story. Revenge story. Total revenge story. Joel gets killed within the first two hours, <laughs> and that I I can't, I can't wait for the internet to the, the internet's gonna melt down when that happens. I I don't know how you navigate the internet and not know. <laughs> By now, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, I feel like even my wife knows. Like if I ask her, you know what happens to Joel? Yeah, golf club. But um, so yeah, so and and he's killed by Abby, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is a character that you right off the jump despise, and you want no, you want to get her back so bad, and you spend all this time playing as Ellie and and trying to go find her to get back for killing basically your dad. Um, and is that then, episode one? Is that episode one? Does I, yes, is Joel I, is Joel not only exists through episode one? I think so. I, yeah. I, I think you know we we've seen this season that they're not afraid to mess with episode lengths mm-hmm. and whether that's shorten or length, lengthen them. The first episode of this season was what eighty eight minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean if that doesn't mean he's a, he's gone from the show. I, I no, we're gonna, think flashbacks will exist. Flashbacks will definitely happen. There's too much important things that that gets discussed there, and you know you have the. The famous you don't think there's a world in which the flashbacks lead up to it, and this is like a mid-season thing, and then they continue from there? I think you're messing with the story too much at that point. Um, I, I I don't see a way to make that story as compelling because the flashbacks are effective because they're relating to the things that are happening in the present, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not it's not like there's no t- connective tissue there. So you you kind of have to marry those things together. Um, so you might be able to you might be able to reduce some flashbacks or maybe like get some of the points across that were made in the flashbacks in the present day. I don't know if there's a way to do that. Um, but yeah, I would expect episode one is probably going to be introducing Dina. Right, Dina is a major character in this game. Um, you know, Ellie's love interest. So I, we're gonna get introduced to Dina. You're gonna see a little bit of the happy Ellie, right, dancing in the barn, things like that. You know, to really bring you down when they need to bring you down. And then, yeah, I think towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the episode, we'll get the moment, and um, and then yeah, and then we we go from there. But I I think that they'll figure out a way to just again do their best to make it one long timeline with maybe a cold opening here or there for something that maybe just they, did, they didn't have a way to fit it in um, or something that just you know is either too far back in time I think there's some even well, I think it's always a good way to the, the, the flashback ties the, the current timeline you know it'd be be smart to put it in a cold open right or or if they think that like like left behind if they think you know they'll make the the current time the the cold open basically and then the main crux of the story like left behind will be told but it will it will tie into the current story you know it'll be it'll just it'll just be the meat of the episode this time instead yeah i would expect to see some more standalone episodes it seems like they like to do those they even had i think ideas to do another one but they were like we can't have three standalone episodes in a nine episode season wouldn't be surprised to see a lev what's lev's sister's name Boy, you're killing me. All right, sorry. Lev, <laughs> Lev, is, Lev is another character you meet later in the game as Abby. Yara. Yara, Lev and Yara. So like a brother and sister duo that you kind of keep, you know, take care of as Abby. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get, you know, because like they're part of that other group that a lot is... A more factions. Yeah, so there's a lot of, a lot more moving pieces. So I think the biggest question that I don't know is where does season two leave off? Because I, I think... I think Last of Us Part Two is going to be seasons two and three, 
and then I don't then depending on it, if factions has stories to tell if Last of Us 3 is currently in development maybe maybe it can all be ready in that moment but maybe we get a quick hiatus there I don't know but like where that's my I don't I don't know where you leave off season two at the theater yeah yeah I mean if you yeah, if you figure out a way like that's where the that's where it breaks for Ellie right like that's where you have to have that moment and then wait 15 hours to get the resolution of it yeah yeah, yeah so, so you just have you you don't do like because you don't do like four episodes as Ellie no. and then four episodes and then you get the you it just just the culmination it's, is to that moment yeah so whether they figure out a way to alternate episodes between each perspective or just you tell the stories naturally to their spot and then eventually we'll get to the but I, I think I think the movie theater would be where yeah. I would think you would end it because that, that is definitely a huge climax of of it all so. And then you would save season three from, uh, though you wouldn't have much to work with as far as the game's concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not much after that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but hopefully maybe at some point, you know, Last of Us Part 3 is worked on or we tease to be coming out. So maybe you work some of that into, you know, season three. Yep. The tease is there. But I, I think, yeah, boy. Just so much happens in Last of Us Part Two to get to the movie theater, uh, particularly for Abby. Yeah. Um, there's so much that man, it would be hard. But at, like, again, like like the sh- the first season of the show, reducing gameplay, you take a lot of gameplay out of it that doesn't work. Then you're you're talking about just the big story beats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you would. I think the movie theater would be the culmination. Yeah, you're probably right, but I mean, it's it's, you know, I think this this season, you know, obviously universal success. I, I'm wondering if the show is going to break the trajectory that the games had in the sense of like everybody adores the first one unanimously, and then there's a group of people that think the second one sucks, which is I I still to this day don't quite understand. But I wonder if the show is going to follow that same trajectory or if it's going to be like no, like this is. All good I as don't well. well because they the reasons they don't like it won't change so I oh, don't right. well, you know like what happens to Joel um, and I, and to be honest I think that's the only reason they don't like it so but fucking stupid <laughs> that uh, that uh, that that plot point will be there um, you know to what I didn't like about the game and the, the, which is the pacing is that will probably be a little better mm-hmm. I'll probably like the pacing of the overall structure of the season better yeah um, so I'll probably I'll probably just be in love with season two dude that um, that oh that scene's gonna be so hard to watch the, the <laughs> golf club seat like like you know like I said the the David Ellie hitting David in the face with a cleaver 20 times in the game it's brutal not that brutal in the show it was hard to watch <laughs> Watching Joel get killed with a golf club in the game was hard to watch. Like, it's, like that's going to be, you know, if that gets elevated, it's like, oof. But, yeah, uh, but again, you, it's, again, like most things, like, like you know, this Henry and Sam thing and all that, you know. You know it's coming. coming. So I know. I'm just going to be, you'll be ah! You know, you'll probably be just looking at, you know, your spouse and being like, you watching ready? her face and be like, yeah. No, four. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, do we have any idea who, like, Abby obviously has not been cast yet. Uh, people believe the internet believes they found out who is it, is it Shannon Barry. Is that no? no? Uh, okay, uh, looks like her. Um, now I have a list. Rose, you ready? Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The girl from Ozark, Julia Gardner. Sophie Turner, no chance. No, Florence um, Pugh. Florence Pugh, there you go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, Shannon Barry. That's what I just. That's what it was. That the first one? Yeah. Oh, she didn't look like the picture I've seen of her. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I again, I, I forgot what the name was. You jerk. It's all based because he follows her on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, and and she she's around the same age as Ellie, um, or Bella Ramsey. Um, so uh, it would it would work. Um. Yeah, where was that? Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, this picture. You know, sorry, sorry for you listeners out there. <laughs> but that—that's fucking Abby, dude. <laughs> like, you—you—you you, you color her hair the right way. That's Abby. So yeah, that—that that is actually freakish. That I right. mean, that could look like it. That could be her in the show. Exactly. So, like, that—that that would be a very. You know, if you didn't think Bella looked like Ellie. Don't worry about this one. <laughs> yeah, that's a. So maybe. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I again, I don't. I'm not in the. A thing to do like fan predictions of who's gonna be no but, I don't and I because they're gonna again just like with Bella Ramsey they'll they'll cast the right actress for the role yeah and um, you know it's gonna it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be hopefully you know hopefully get some more Laura Bailey gets like a better cameo this time <laughs> yeah you know like <laughs> Bro, um what are you thinking timeline two years in spring one and a half years fall hopefully Probably two years spring. I, yeah, I'm, with shows now and the budgets and what it takes to you know, again get the via vax teams and all that. And quite honestly, push it back, guys. Like take your time because that just gives you more. If you if there is a third game coming, like just gives you a little bit more time. You know, a little bit more yeah. time to make that how you want yeah. and whatnot. So I would say I expect two years. Any earlier would be a gift. Pedro, Pedro Pascal is too busy. He's, got, he's too busy having the. Well, he won't role be too in, busy for this show. I, I know. He will be shooting a lot of scenes. Well, yeah, they, they got to give him the lead role in the Lord of the Rings. They got to give him a lead role in a Harry Potter movie. They got to give him a lead role in, you know, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. What any other any huge property thing. that that he can be the dad in? Yeah, you know. So yeah. he'll be he'll be Kratos and God of War. Just watch. Um, actually, that's a question, Nick. Do you have any faith that any of the other properties that are supposedly going to have shows are going to be any? We're near this level, or do you think that this is just a reflection of The Last of Us narratively, or HBO as a production company, or just obviously the combination of the two? Yeah, all of, all of the above. I think this was the easiest one to adapt effectively. Yeah, you know, it was. It's not super easy, but it is a show that is, or a game that it's already been lauded as you know one of the most perfect stories of all time. So yeah. it made sense. And again, it doesn't. It's not fantastical in a lot of ways. It's just you know again a zombie show. So it was easier to bring uh, bring to this medium to television. So um, as, far as, as, as far as as far as other live action. Uh, no. It's all going to no. suck. I'm so scared for the God of War show. I, and oh. I mean, I'll be there. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, we're so, going to be having a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, I think, again, it, at, least, at least this, hopefully, what's taken from this is follow the source material. You know, find people passionate about Get it. Get the person 
Somebody who has a tie to the game itself involved intimately in I, I think Did that Corey was Barlog, right? I'm, I, not, seri- <laughs> I'm serious though. Like I think that was part of the special sauce. Is like Craig, you listen to the man talk, he's passionate about The Last of Us. He's an excellent writer. Chernobyl is one of the greatest miniseries I've ever seen. But I think just having Neil there to be the guy that he can go, Hey, does this make sense? What do you think about this? Let me bounce this idea off of you and having Neil being like a guiding light, I think yeah. I really think that was important. Yeah. Super, super important. Yeah. So um, I would I would hope that that's part of it. So yeah, I mean, and again, it's just another thing to look forward to. You know, I cannot wait for ten out of ten a trailer for season two. Like, oh my god, I'll lose my mind um, to see that. You know, just this this will be yeah. You know, and again, I hope this show is well represented at awards. It, it'll just, be not just our game awards. It's going to have <laughs> all of the nominations. I don't know. You know, the the show that's coming out that I I think has the the best chance to beat it in many categories is Succession. Um, so, you know, we'll see we'll see on that one. But I, it'll it'll get all the nominations. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting a nomination for that thing. Yep. Like. Like, I mean, seriously, like effects, sound, uh, all the acting things, all the writing things, probably some directing thing. Like, it's gonna get everything. Sure. So, yeah. as it should. But man, could you imagine if it wins like yeah. best drama and then uh, hey. Craig and Neil on stage at like it's probably the favorite. I mean, you know, <laughs> if su- or something. That'd if be Succession, wild. you know, lands like the. I think I think it's won every. It's this is the four, fourth and final season. I think it's won three straight best dramas. So, or at least the years that it's been nominated. <sighs> So like that's the thing. Like, can it? If it's on that level, I think it'll be any. it'll be up in the air. But yeah. uh, you know, it's apples and oranges for sure with those two shows. Don't right. don't roll your eyes at me, Nick. Succession's <laughs> incredible. All right, but this is a video game podcast, and we talk about Last of Us. <laughs> no, Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing it full circle. Yeah. All right, so that's it. I don't think I have anything more to say, but. Wow. Amazing. Just this. (laughs) So we can leave it on that. Good job, guys. Uh, Yeah, so I I hope you enjoyed listening to us. And if you have any thoughts, again, email PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. We'll we'll read them on our regular show. If you have any thoughts of where the show is going to go, if there are things you didn't like or liked, you know, let us know. And uh, we'll happily read them. So, all right. That is it. Thanks for listening. And we will see you tomorrow if you're listening to this right away with our regular episode so bonus <laughs> bye guys bye